I'm Gavin Scott, your host. Welcome to the Stay Outstanding podcast, the show that shares wisdom and gifts knowledge, motivates you to be your authentic self, influences you to fulfill your true potential, encourages you to take action, and inspires you to step into your greatness. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I'm so pleased today to have in the studio Melissa Amos, who is a soul mentor. Um, Melissa, what an extraordinary introduction. What is a soul mentor? That's a very good question, Gavin. A soul mentor is somebody who helps people understand the language of their soul and how to live a life led by that part of us that really wants us to evolve and has our highest interests at heart. The language. So how does one, A, see, hear, feel the language, and B, how do you understand the language? Well, I think everyone's individual on how we interpret and how we understand it because the truth is is that we have as humans we just have so much noise going on there's constantly something distracting us there's constantly something calling for our attention there's constantly this inner narrative that's going on round and round and round that's telling us how to behave and how to show up and what we should be doing and what we could be doing and what our parents and society and whatever told us Um, And that's often a louder voice. That's for most of us seems to be like our driving factor. Yet we all have this other part of us, this other voice, if you like, or for some it's a feeling. um, And it kind of sits behind it and is there to encourage and to motivate and to kind of push us outside of that uncomfortable comfort zone that we often find ourselves in how this soul speaks to us well it's it's always going to be in a language that you understand because this is your soul it's not something outside of you it's not something that's just kind of rocked up at the door and is coming and speaking in you know a foreign language to you Um, although sometimes it can feel like that because we've not listened to it for so long how interesting I I do understand where you're coming from because I have experienced several awakenings in my life. And then once I'm like awoken, I'm just like, who was that other intruder in my life? What yeah. was that person doing in my body? Like that wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So tell me, I've had so many great stories on this show and I'm sure yours is going to be equally great. How does one become a soul mentor how does one become a soul mentor um I I think there's many routes um but for me it wasn't always that way although looking back in my life I've written a book um about this and looking back there was always those nuggets there was always that kind of little trail that um maybe if I hadn't diverted so many I'd have been doing it a while ago who knows um but I started Uh, my working life selling cars 
I'm in a high-end showroom, which had a lot of, you know, experiences and opportunities. And it was great fun. And I learned a lot. And um, it was certainly ticking the boxes of what I should be doing in my life. Um, And I remember when I was when I was doing this job, for me, it was always something more. It wasn't about getting the sale. It wasn't about, you know, um, all the things that I was told it should have been done. It was like a real kind of human to human contact. And I remember in a training once they were like, well, if you weren't selling cars, but you were doing this job, what would you be doing? And I said, well, I help make people's dreams come true. That's what I said. And they were like, okay, that's interesting. That's like, well, that's what I do. They come into the showroom. They want that dream car and they were beautiful cars. Um, And my job is to help facilitate that and bring that together. Um, And I think to what I do now. And what I do now is I help make people's dreams come true in a very different way. But this is helping people understand, well, who are you? And like you said, you know, before your awakening, you're wondering, well, who was this person in my body? And like, where did he come from? And this is what we are trying to achieve when I'm working with people. How did I get there? It started off quite brain based, right? I I learned NLP. Um, I actually grew up with my grandma as a hypnotherapist. um, So that gave me a, a different understanding. And I had a curiosity about life. Um, But I was very grounded and I was very much wanting to know in a business sense. I prided myself on my intellect and my wit because that was what I was told was important. So I went down that route and coaching and that kind of thing. Um, But it wasn't until I learned Reiki that things really started to change because I was so I learned Reiki, which is an energy healing uh, technique. And I could feel this energy coming through my hands. And I was like, well, hold on a minute. This is actually real. And this, I can actually feel this. And if I'm so cynical to lots of, you know, the esoteric things that are, are presented to me, but I can feel this energy coming through my hands, what else have I missed out on? And that started a real deep dive journey into all things energetic, the law of attraction, um, karma, past life work, energy, entanglement, shamanism, like so much. Um, and then cards, tarot cards, psychic readings, mediumship. Like I started to train in all of this stuff, angelology, like it, it just kind of kept on growing. Um, and then a couple of years ago, I consolidated it all and took a diploma in spiritual counseling to really give that grounded psycho spiritual techniques into my practice there was so much there i don't even know where to start (laughs) um energy energy is fascinating Mm -hmm. how do you help clients change their energy i think the first thing is on understanding that we are an energetic being first 
And let's just say this, that science has definitely proved that now. And there's definitely, you know, we are more space than we are physical. And I think, you know, that's the kind of first concept that we are energetic beings here in physical form. So we start with that understanding. Um, And then for me, it's about understanding that there's different ways to spend energy and different ways to exchange energy and different ways to receive energy and that actually this was came really originally from reiki for me that our intention is always the driver or is the main driver of energy so really there's a few things going on and it's one understanding the noise that is literally taking or zapping or um taking over your energy um then it's understanding well who and what is it that i truly am and what is it that i truly want and then it's understanding well what intentional what intentions can i create to now focus where i'm spending my energy and then what intentional behaviors can i take from that so let's take someone that's a bit more of a giver than a receiver. There's probably subconscious conditioning programming for that mm-hmm. uh, or vice versa. How can somebody change the energy that they put out and take in? Yeah, so good question. Awareness is always number one. You know, when we're in a situation and this can be as a two way conversation, this can be like in a room, this can be in a city we're always going to we can be very aware of our feelings. Like that's the first thing. And I know we live in a society where we're often told this feeling's good and this feeling's not. But in my view of the world, our emotions are really broken. Our emotions are a guiding tool that are saying to you, this is OK and this is not OK. Yeah. Um, and there's traumas and there's all things that can be going on behind it but just as a general for a you know healthy human um this is okay this is not okay so our feelings are a real guidance system of what is going on so i would always say first of all you come in you drop in you're like okay when i am with this person or when i am in this situation or where when i am in this environment do I feel supported? Do I feel alive? Do I feel nourished? Do I feel, you know, uplifted? Am I, is my cup full or is it not, right? Am I feeling drained, angry, snappy, all of the things? That's where we begin. Not with, oh, well, there's this technique that can transmute energy, because there's plenty, but start where you are. Start with, well, how am I feeling in this situation? Because we can often think that we're victim to our emotions and because they can be massive and they can be very overwhelming. And, um, you know, for me in my life as somebody who's quite, who's very sensitive to energy, I totally empathize with that because sometimes things do get overwhelming, but if you can learn what is supportive for you and what is draining your energy, then you can start to make better decisions and you can start to create better intentions around things. So for example, if I know that in this situation, I'm always feeling drained or with this person, I'm always feeling drained. 
Um, what am I doing to contribute to that? Where am I allowing my, my energy to literally be drawn in by somebody? Because it finds that maybe they're, the person is, you know, in like kind of victim mode. They're always like, oh, poor me, I'm feeling this. And so you're like, oh, I'm going to give you all my energy because... And they're like loving it because they're like, yeah, I've got, I've got all this good energy. I feel good. So they're drawing you in more and you're like, oh, they need me. Um, so you're playing a role in that. It's not, you're not a victim to it. You're not the victim here. You're, you're playing into them. Um, or it might be somebody who, you know, um, undermines everything you say. Um, and so you're trying to see things from their point of view. And so we're consciously or unconsciously giving people our stuff. As soon as you create an intention, as soon as you're like, well, hold on a minute, this is my energy and maybe I don't want to give it in that way. Maybe I can give them, send them love. Maybe I can send them compassion. Maybe I can, you know, draw upon some energy and go, well, I'm going to give you that part, sort of me, of some universal container. Um, but when I'm with you, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be, here I'm going to be in my center I'm going to be in my focus and you just start with that intention and if I find myself being pulled in then I can always come back through my breath through my touch through you know a, a keyword through maybe an anchor point in your body or something yeah it starts with intention now if you find that this is always happening with somebody you know your parent your spouse someone someone you can't really get away from um, then, of course, there are techniques that you can use to help, uh, you know, release the entanglement that we have between us and others. Um, but we'd be here all day if we started talking about that. <laughs> I wish we could. I wish we could. Um, so let's say that somebody is being triggered by somebody else's behavior. And they're aware that they're being triggered. What, what's the next step? Okay. Um, triggers, are, triggers are interesting, aren't they? Because if you think about what a trigger is and where even the term comes from, it comes from weaponry, right? But if you think about a weapon, it's not just the trigger. It's the ammunition. It's the, you know, the thing that fires it off. It's the, the whole container. So it's all sort of thing. And the trigger is this tiny little part of it that, um, without it, everything is uh, redundant. But it depends what's inside it. Like you can trigger a, a flashlight and light will come out. You can trigger a gun and a bullet will come out, right? And so if you're being triggered by somebody, they're behaving how they're behaving. And by the way, it's rarely got anything to do with you. There's always, they've got their own stuff going on. Um, and so it's starting to understand and recognize, well, what is it that triggers me? What are they saying or doing or behaving that is um, firing something up in me that I already hold? What is it? And if you want to take it a step further, it's then like, what conclusion did I create in my life that is telling me that now I'm either unworthy, unsafe, yeah, unlovable? Like these are the, like, you start to break it down. It's normally one of a few things, um, which is, by the way, also rarely true, but it's true for you because you've come to that 
conclusion probably when you were a child when somebody said or did something that you know allowed you didn't allow you to express yourself um so what do we do we become aware of it we're like okay so every time this person lets me down I get really angry okay so then you come in and you go okay what is it about me do I ever let anybody down do you ask yourself that because maybe you have and maybe when you've let somebody down, oh, well, that's okay because I was busy or I was going through my own thing or I had, you know, 25 other things that needed to do that were um, that were pulling on my attention or, you know, I was sick or whatever it is. And then suddenly you realise, well, maybe they had 25 other reasons why you weren't their priority at that time. So you start that, you come in and then go, okay, so what is it about them letting me down that I am um, drawing conclusions about? that I'm not worthy, that I'm not the priority, that I'm not worth anybody's attention. And then you ask yourself, is that, is that even true? Is it true? It's probably not. Um, awareness is always the first thing. I'm simplifying it here because yes, that can start to trigger responses in your body. It can start, you know, making you behave in certain ways or feel certain ways. And again, there's techniques. There are many techniques that we can use to help uh, release that from your body or satisfy that or, you know, calm things down. But it starts with awareness. It's always about you from your point and it's always about them from their point. So uh, I'll just share with the audience listening a, a real life situation example where this all unfolded, <clears throat> just in case they're uncertain. Mm -hmm. So my stepsister, bless her, she's an amazing person, uh, but she was, is a model. Um, and from time to time, she will message me or call me up and start telling me that I've got to start taking my weight seriously and that I'm this and that I'm that. Mm -hmm. And I used to respond <clears throat> really, <clears throat> not to her directly, but really vociferously, like, why is she telling me this, blah, 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 you know. And then I've been doing the work for two or three years now. And when she calls me up and does that, I know that really what she wants is just somebody to listen. Yeah. So I just listen. <clears throat> Love you, Nat. Put the phone down. I'm not triggered by it anymore, but it's, yeah. it's something that's happening in her life. It's not a reflection of me. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think it's all too easy for people to take things, scenarios, situations like that, personally yeah definitely and I love what you say that you listen to her because she's you know in those points like I said about this energy exchange that happens with people subconsciously most probably she's wanting you to see things from her viewpoint and as when we see things from other people's viewpoints we're like stepping into their energy and we're giving them a bit of ours and that gives them a boost right? It feels absolutely. good. But, yeah, you know, and we all want to feel good. And we all want to feel safe. But when you're listening, when you're like giving her that energy, well, I'm listening to you. But I'm not going to give you everything of mine. I've, I've still got my power and I can choose whether that goes to you or whether that stays with me. Like, 
I, I think a big missing piece in what we believe is that if I give somebody my energy, it has to be drained from me. It doesn't. Like there's this in, literally infinite source of abundant life force that's there. You see it in the trees and the flowers. They're not all competing. They're all like, yeah, let's all do it. We're all in this together. Right? I don't need yours or mine. We, we can draw on it. Um, but I don't know. We We have this this pattern i think most of us humans where we are just playing this power game and that's what we're healing yeah absolutely talking about power games and abundance mm -hmm. in <clears throat> flora and fauna mm -hmm. do you think the flora and fauna is saying the same thing when the corporates come knocking down half the Amazon? I think that, you know what I think? I think that the world, that the earth, Mother Earth is here to support us. I think that Mother Earth will support us humans. I think Mother Earth doesn't judge. And Mother Earth has got like a mission to keep on growing and to keep on evolving and to keep on bringing life force. And I don't think it judges, you know, where we are. Um, you know, there's been evidence that show that flowers scream when they're about to be picked. And I mean, that can bring up a whole nother discussion, can't it? But the point of this is that it, there is life force. There is this energetic, there's this sentience, if you like, in all beings. Yeah. And maybe we're all here to cooperate and to coexist rather than what we've all been brought up in, unless you're, you know, cut off from the modern world, that it's dog eat dog. It's me versus you. It's one or the other. That is that for me is like a sick society. Um, and I think that this pe this new wave of people that are coming into consciousness that are understanding that maybe flowers have a sentience, that the earth has a sentience, that we all have this common thread of energy. Maybe we're here to help heal not just ourselves, but this sickness that seems to have evolved in society. I'm going to play devil's advocate for two seconds. Do that. Just say, if the flower is grieving before it's picked, then what sort of choice is it to be a vegan? You know, it's all personal choice, right? And it's all, and the thing is, the thing is, is, you know, like if I go back to Reiki, you know, one of the principles of Reiki is to be kind to all life, be kind to all life. And that can be interpreted in many different ways. But when we're being kind to all life, it's like all of this stuff that we discussed just before and where the healing and the energy, where does it all begin? Like it all begins with self. That I can be the most kind and generous and wonderful, you know, whatever in the world. But if I'm not being kind to me, then I am being destructive to, for me, the most important thing. Right. Absolutely. If somebody chooses to be a vegan, like good for them. They're doing their bit and they're maybe fulfilling their mission as long as they're being kind with it. A vegan who then judges a non-vegan for making their choices. 
there's our brain doesn't know the difference between me and you it's like it's just creating this judgment um and likewise the other way if a non-vegan is going to judge a vegan for making the choice well what's going on in you that makes you feel like you need to judge them for their choices nothing to do with you i was being a little bit silly but now that you've moved on to judgment i'll uh I'll share with you a practice that I've recently taken up, which is when I need to get out of the studio, I will drag myself up and go for a walk. Mm -hmm. And inevitably you see people and shops and, you know, there's hustle and bustle in the village, right? Mm -hmm. And so the practice is to see how long in your walk you can go for without judging something or someone yeah and you know even oh look at the red sign it might not sound like a judgment but it is a judgment you're determining that the sign is red but it might only be red to you it could be green to everybody else yeah so it, it, it it's a real transformative experience when you take judgment that far as a practice yeah. Because you really start to see the judgments that you were making. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow. You know, like, yeah. was, was I really, like, doing that? It's it's really rev- revolutionary. Uh, revolutionary? Revelationary? Uh, it's both. It's both <laughs> it is, isn't it? I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's part of the the challenge is that as light workers, we are having well, we're experiencing the challenge of getting others to step into the light and into their power, right? So yeah, if anyone wants to take up that practice, do leave a, a, a message on the page or below the episode. I'd love to know how you get on with that. Uh, I know I didn't last long at first, but just like any practice, you do get better at it. Yeah. Yeah. How? Go on on, you. I was going to say that judgment is like, judgment's super interesting. And when I, it's a ever evolving road. Um, But when I first started to realize my judgments, like the big judgments on other people, um and I was doing a lot of shadow work and understanding where I was which by the way is one of the most freeing things that you can do the thing that I really found hard to get over was judging people who are judging I would I'd get like really angry when somebody's judging someone and then like one day I was just like Melissa what are you doing you're 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 judging the judgment like what's going on and and this keeps coming back to you know what's in me what am I not liking in me that I'm reflecting out in other people? And so we heal it. And as we heal it, this is this whole premise. And, you know, we create our reality and the world is as we see it that comes through our eyes. And you said, you know, you can judge a red sign and you're saying it's a red sign. If you read something like um, The Course in Miracles or, or A Course in Miracles and then the many books and theories that have come really as a as a um 
derivative of them you start to see that we spend our adult life like yeah I know that I know that I know that and when we do that we're not seeing the energy signature we're like well that's a tree well maybe it's not well it like maybe it's something more than that maybe it's here for you and it does get all a bit profound and a little bit like well who even am I Um, but it's certainly an interesting inquiry absolutely in the same regard, I've also started to practice attachment, mm-hmm. um, which is very similar to judgment, even though it doesn't sound it. But like, for instance, the attachment to what was I thinking of the other day? Um, the atta- Well, let, let's just go with the idea uh Earlier on in the year, I met this lady and I was pining after, and she obviously wasn't pining after me. And my emotional state was um, was obviously raised. You know, mm. it was kind of like uncertain and whatever was going on. Mm. And I was like, why was my mind and my emotions attached to that? outcome or that feeling yeah um and there's so many things we could talk about attachment about uh we could probably do a whole week's worth on that uh, alone but i think like for anyone listening if they are attached to the ideas that the answers are in the podcast well i'm not going to say no but (laughs) but (laughs) We, 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 we just drop the cookie crumbs or the golden nuggets here. The answer is always within ourselves. So this attachment to the idea that somebody else can solve our problems, solve yeah. our puzzle, solve our crisis, whatever is going on in your life that you're seeking to improve yeah. is a wrong idea. And we, we, we have a programming to be attached yeah. to that idea. Yeah. Which well, I find really interesting. What is interesting is that we as humans have like evolved to be attached, right? Like how long would a baby survive, right? If it wasn't attached to its parent, like it wouldn't survive. There's literally, right? So that's that's what we have. But then we aren't, you know, necessarily given that support, most of us, you know, for many generations. Like, don't feed your kids, your babies, you know, unless it's on a, and there's all this stuff going on. Um, And so we're kind of, we're kind of taught that we're not important and that the, and that the other is going to come and save us because they're going to help relieve it maybe at some point, hopefully. Um, But the truth is, is that we're just trying to find a feeling. We are all, whatever whether you're after a relationship, whether you're after money, whether you're after the car, whether you're after the job, whether you're after the, you know, insert your vice here. We are always after a feeling. And this whole law of attraction and what can I get and all of this stuff is all about the feeling. It's all about this emotional thing that's going on. And so our job, I think, is to first of all understand, well, what feelings am I trying to cultivate? Yeah, like what is important to me right now? And then understanding how I can 
create or cultivate this feeling in the moment. So if I want to feel loved and secured, let's say I want to feel loved. So I want to feel love. The best way for me to feel love is to give love. And that might be to a pet, or that might be to self, or that might be to, you know, someone. Like it, it, it doesn't have to be through that person because that person, if you're giving her everything, she's never going to be able to satisfy what it is if you can't cultivate it inside. If I'm looking for freedom, from money, right? Money is, you know, something that can give us freedom. How can I find freedom in my life today? How can I find, you said about going for a walk. Maybe when I'm going for a walk, I'm be like, wow, look at this. Because it wasn't very long ago, we weren't even allowed to go for a walk for more than an hour a day where we were, right? So how can I cultivate this freedom in my life now? How can I feel that? Because then you can start to go, okay, well, I don't need to rely on somebody else. And then you can invite somebody in to enjoy that with you, right? Rather than rely on them to give it to you because it will never happen. It might for a few weeks or a few months, but if it's not in there, that's a big responsibility for someone else. But how do you find it in somebody else? How do you find it in somebody else? What the feeling that you're trying to cultivate? Freedom, for example. Well, you can't. Good answer. <laughs> it was a loaded question. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting, I think, uh, the idea of the operating system that we all have known as the brain or the logical mind and rational mind all kind of actually almost blocking us from our truth but it's yeah. the operating system so yeah i guess on that premise how do we obviously awareness but how do we cultivate a better operating system? So look, right now, for most of us, our operating system is operating on the unconscious. And the unconscious is driven by, you know, I want to feel safe and I want to be, um, you know, in the tribe, so to speak. Um, I need to be fed. I need to be watered. I need to be safe. I need to stay alive. And so that's what it's doing. And it's and it's running on all the the... Uh, conclusions that we've derived the amazing thing about our operating system is it will literally do what you tell it right but because we're just going around unconsciously reacting and triggering and listening to the news and to what the society thinks and to all of this stuff and we're going oh, okay well that's right and that's normal and that's what they're doing and blah 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 that's what's running it and that is where all the confusion goes because there's this little voice inside you going maybe there's a better way come and try this and you're like oh I don't know that's not normal um so what do we do we bring it in tension we're like okay well today I am going my purpose today is to cultivate freedom is to find some freedom in what I'm doing because that's what I've decided is important for me and so guess what your brain will then do it will start tracking and going oh there's an opportunity for freedom and there's an opportunity for freedom and here's a, what's binding you and holding you back so here do you want to take a look at that 
And then we've given our brain something to do. Then we are, this is, you know, we hear about people coming into alignment. So there's a buzzword. What's that about? This is aligning your coherent, you know, your, your logical mind with your body and your nervous system and your soul and your spirit and your values and all of this, having it all going on one way. And then suddenly things start to open up and suddenly you don't have this committee of indecision going on in your head um, that's leaving you wired and you're giving energy to everybody left, right and center. So that's where it starts. Intention always. Love that. It's such a big part of the practice, the intention. Um, I often ask myself, what integrity do I have behind my intention? Yeah. If you want to take it a little step further. Yeah. Um, couple questions left um what does stay outstanding mean to you stay outstanding wow for me it's um really dropping into well this is who i am go understand who you are but when you are who you are it's 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 like owning that and going okay well this is all of me it's not some ball you know version of me that I want to present to you this is me for my faults and for my quirks and for my light and for all of it um and I'm forever evolving um do that and you're not staying you're not moving standing still but you're standing in your power I love that thank you so much for sharing and if anyone that's uh, listening today uh, wants to reach out and connect, contact you, how can they do so? Uh, my email is um, hello at melissa-amos.com. Uh, the website is the same. Um, and I hang out a lot on Facebook. You can find me under Melissa Sigir Amos. Just hit follow. I share loads of nuggets um, on there about my journey. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today and sharing so authentically it's been great having you as a guest thank you for having me it's our pleasure our privilege even thank you thanks for joining us if you enjoyed the content and got any value please do like it rate it follow subscribe and leave a comment you'll find us across all the social media channels youtube tiktok facebook and instagram all the links are in the show notes it's been my privilege to host you today. I'm Gavin Scott. Until next time, stay outstanding.